It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh. Every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet. And you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. If you missed our show yesterday with Eric Edholm on the NFL Draft, Go ahead and do that. That was a terrific conversation, and we're going to have a lot more of them coming up. On today's show, a couple different off-season discussions. Um, one, uh, a, a recommendation for a franchise and trade that came from, a, I believe, a listener, but certainly a Twitter follower. Um, some of the reporting that is out there about potential free agent targets and, and one name in particular that listeners of this show will recognize because we spent significant time on it earlier in the week and uh, a discussion about Aaron Rodgers and the future of his cap situation, which I think is also something that is going to play a role in what Green Bay can do with their offseason plans. And, and let's start there. So... First, Rob Domofsky, and this was a week or two ago, comes out and says that Aaron Rodgers is, is going to get redone sort of matter-of-factly. And reporters do this thing, and, and I've done it. I've done it on this show. You guys don't even know. Where they hear things. People tell them things. And so they know, okay, this is probably going to happen. This is likely going to happen. Or in some cases, this is done. This is happening. And you'll hear a reporter say, don't be surprised if, or what if the Packers X, or you just hear them say it matter-of-factly, as Demov did. Generally, at least depending on the source, but if we're talking about people who tend to know things and tend to not otherwise be prone to hot takes, that that stuff is sourced. Rob Domofsky, and now Tom Silverstein are saying, and, and Spoon did it on his podcast, that the Packers are going to restructure Rodgers. And this makes sense for a lot of reasons that we've talked about, but it makes even more sense now that we have heard from Brian Gutekinds that it sounds like Green Bay is going to keep Preston Smith. If they're going to do that, then one of really the only arrows left in their quiver 
is a major Rogers restructure and they can save a considerable amount of money. They can basically get to even on the cap with a Rogers restructure, just advance it to bonus. Now that has repercussions down the line. Of course, they can do a Devontae Adams deal. They can rework Zadarius Smith. They could rework Preston Smith. There are avenues to creating the money. The question is, what are they going to do with it? And when Brian Gutekinds was talking, and if you want to read between the lines, and I do want to read between the lines, to me, he sounded like a guy who had one or two or three names at the top of his list. Big fish names. Richard Sherman, Will Fuller, Curtis Samuel, Patrick Peterson. These types of high-impact, big-swing names. The other names are going to be there, and you know the Lions might have to cut their entire starting secondary not named Jeff Okuda. Justin Coleman might be out. Desmond Trufant might be out. We could have a record number of starters, legit starters from 2020, defensive backs especially, who end up cut in 2021 because of what the salary cap situation is for so many teams. There are going to be bargain basement guys. Green Bay can always find an extra million if you're going to sign someone for the minimum. If you're going to sign you know, Desmond Trufant for the vet minimum after a season that he spent injured and, and really not playing well at all, then you don't have to create space. You don't have to, you don't have to like go out of your way to create space for that guy. It's, it's a pretty easy fix in a lot of cases. You can always make the money work. And remember when the Packers signed Jimmy Graham, they cut Jordy Nelson basically in one transaction. It was, it was really a swap. Okay. So you can always make that work. But if you want to do the big swing, if you want to do the home run thing, then you have to start really moving money around and Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers and his contract can do that. Now, maybe they want to avoid that and I can understand why they would. But the way that he's playing, the the cap flexibility that he would give them, it, it makes total sense to, to view it from the other way and say, hey, look, uh, we're going to do this. Now, maybe Rodgers wants an extension. Maybe Rodgers would prefer that. And maybe Rodgers is saying, hey, I'll even take a little less money so that that can be the thing that happens. I've said on this show before, I think if he really wants to put the team in a precarious situation, he would go on Pat McAfee's show. He could always go on Lockdown Packers, but more likely uh, he'd go on Pat McAfee's show. I don't want to sell myself short, but look, he's friends with Pat. Uh, and say, hey, I'd be willing to take less. Ben Roethlisberger just did it. Ben Roethlisberger just helped the Steelers clear $15 million in cap. And he took a pay cut to do it. But it was a slight pay cut. And they ended up spreading years out later in the deal. Void years. Much the same way the Saints ha have operated for years. The Eagles have operated for years. Where you're just using a year that's not never going to be used you're not going to have the player you're going to cut them and you're going to use that year as a placeholder to spread out salary cap 
If Green Bay wanted to do that, if Green Bay wanted to do that to sign a big name player, they could do that. They've never done it before, but they've also never been in this position before with a, a shrinking cap, COVID, and, and now a, a new money deal on the horizon. And, you know, maybe there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're going to have fans and stands in 2021. I firmly believe that. And so maybe now is the perfect time, a, a one-time special dispensation from Russ Ball or Mark Murphy or whomever to say, look, this is the year we can make this work. So let's push the Rodgers money out or let's give them an extension with a void year or whatever. You can probably just advance the signing or the, the roster bonus or the base salary and and spread out some money and really give yourself some flexibility. And then and then you cut Dean Lowry. And I, I still can't believe they're not going to cut Preston Smith. Maybe they will. Maybe if they can get a deal done with one of these guys, these high-end free agents, if they can get Richard Sherman, maybe they say, hey, Preston, it's been real. See ya. See ya. Maybe that's the route that they go. They have all of these tools at their disposal. And if they don't, if they're not able to sign Curtis Samuel or uh, Will Fuller or whomever at the price that they deem worthy, then they just won't. Then they just won't do anything with their cap to fit players in who they don't need, or at least that, that they've decided they're not going to sign. They're in a position where the roster is is good. And they're trying to take some big swings. The little swings this year are easier to get because they're cheaper. In another year, you might have to pay real money, three, four, five million dollars for a starting caliber corner, even on the low end of the starting slot. This year, they may not have to do that. Because there are going to be so many of them and so many teams are in cap hell, including Green Bay right now. And it's going to be it's going to be carnage over the next week. We're going to see so many more cuts real. And I'm talking name players. Now, there is a little bit of light here. The reporting over the last week says that there's going to be a new deal in place. And that new deal is going to include Amazon. And it could include some exclusivity with Amazon. Games that are not broadcast other places. You know, so far Amazon has only had the simulcasts. If Amazon is getting in, we're talking about new revenue, new money. This is going to be a huge financial windfall for the NFL. They could choose to say, Rather than spike the cap in 2023 when we when we start all the new rights and everything, we're going to smooth the cap. This is what the NBA chose not to do, and it gave us Kevin Durant. The leagues generally do not like spikes. And it was the NBA PA that actually pushed for that spike. If instead the NFL smoothed things out, and all of a sudden, the cap is 185, 188, 190. Now the Packers are cooking with fish grease. And they can, they can be in a much better position. And maybe it puts them in a different financial bracket. Maybe now they can go after a, a real high-level name and not have to do much else, not have to go through the machinations to get there. 
The Aaron Rodgers contract is their last big card to play. And I think they're trying to avoid playing it until they know that they have to. And if they don't have to to sign someone, I think they're going to try to avoid doing it. And that makes sense. It makes sense. They don't like to push money out. Some teams are much more comfortable doing it. Green Bay is not one of those teams. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports action. The NBA is a blast. Bucks get a thrilling win last night. Maybe you're more into college basketball. We're about to get into the tournament. The NHL is in full swing. Bet Online has you covered with everything you need. Go to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And just because you're a locked on listener, you can get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Locked on gets you that bonus match. You put money in, they match it up to 50% just because you listen to our show and you put in the promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. David Harrison here, the Locked On Washington football team podcast, celebrating with you a 21 grain salute to a less boring sandwich thanks to Dave's killer bread. I don't know about you guys, but when I eat pizza, I eat it for the toppings, not the crust. And when I eat a sandwich, it's for what's inside the bread, not for the bread. But when I throw a sandwich on 21 whole grains and seeds, thin sliced bread from Dave's Killer Bread, it is the epitome of addition by subtraction. That thin sliced bread lets me focus on what's inside the sandwich, but also adds to the sandwich with killer taste, killer texture, killer nutrition, a subtle sweetness, and a seed coated crust. Dave's Killer Bread is America's number one organic bread for a reason it tastes so stinking good dave's killer bread is made with the highest quality organic and non-gmo ingredients and is power packed with whole grains fiber and protein visit daveskillerbread.com to learn more and look for dave's killer bread in the bread aisle of your local grocery store i love this question and the question was from molly murray on twitter and he said hi peter loved listening to your recent podcast so he's a listener it got me thinking, if Aaron Jones and his agent believe he is a top five running back, surely you tag him and say to Drew, Drew Rosenhaus, we would trade him for a second round pick. If not, he plays on the tag. If Kamara, CMC, Cook, Henry, the presumptive other top five were available for a second, there would be a queue of suitors. Drew can have his cake and eat it. Ollie, brilliant. I love this. I absolutely love this. If you're the Packers... And you're willing to give Aaron Jones $10 million. And, and the reporting is that they've made offers in that range. And Aaron Jones has, has not wanted to take it. He wants the, the Cook deal. He wants the Camara deal. He wants, you know, that kind of money. He wants 12, 13, 14. Greenbish is not going to pay that. They're just not. So if you're the Packers, and let's say the cap does go up more than we think it's going to. And it becomes reasonable for the team to take on that eight million, eight and a half million. I mean, it's going to depend on the cap, the franchise tags. Would you consider doing this? Now, the problem with it is you have to be actually willing to eat the money. You actually have to be willing for him to play on that number. And if you you are, then maybe you're better served using that eight million dollars on a Richard Sherman or a, a Will Fuller or a Curtis Samuel. And I think you can make a pretty good case that that is true. Now, 
you go to Rosenhaus and you say, look, we're going to tag you, but we understand that you want to get paid. We want you to get paid, but we want to be compensated and we don't want to be compensated in a year. We want the, the, the primo draft pick. So go out, find someone who's willing to give you the money and who's willing to give us a day two pick. The second might be might be you know over promising on this one. You might you might find a team. The problem is as I look around at potential suitors, there just aren't that many teams with money who could be in the mix because the the Colts they've got Jonathan Taylor, they've got Naheem Hines, they've got a really good backfield and a war chest of money. The Jaguars same kind of deal. I mean, they've got, they just hit on an undrafted free agent running back who goes for 1,000 yards. So where where is the team that wants to pay him top of market dollar full stop? Let's just start there. And the name that has been Miami, that's been the rumored name. Washington is always in play for these kinds of things. I don't know if Joe Douglas would, would do it, you know, considering what happened with Le'Veon Bell. The Jets is, you know, they have been the team where you just sort of go, yeah, the Jets will do the dumb thing. Well, are we sure? And they're trying to rebuild. And a, and a Jets second round pick. I mean, it's, they're, they're almost a victim of their own crappiness because that's a really good pick. Like you can't give up a second round pick if you're the Jets. I mean, it's either the top 35 pick. You just That's a first round pick, basically. Green Bay gives up a second round pick. You're giving up a pick in the 60s. Like that's a that's not a great asset. Even a third, if you're the Jets, you know, a third round pick, top sixty five kind of pick. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's a that's a really good pick, a de facto second round pick, really. So, I just I don't I don't see the market for him, and that's part of the calculation here too. Is if there's not a team out there that you think is going to give him fourteen million, and I, I'm I'm not convinced that there is a team. Then you run the risk of franchising Aaron Jones and him playing on the franchise tag. Now, of course, the upside is, hey, guess what? You get Aaron Jones. And Aaron Jones is a really good player. And there is some locker room harmony parts to this that I don't think can be understated. You don't necessarily want to be the organization where everyone knows going in. You're probably not getting a second contract. Like you want to reward good play. You don't want people out there chasing stats with the understanding that, okay, I need to have great numbers because I'm trying to get this second contract somewhere else. I don't know how big a factor that's going to play into negotiations for Green Bay. The running back position is just devalued in in the NFL. And I almost said undervalued, but I don't think it is. I still think, in fact, if anything, it's overvalued. Le'Veon Bell got paid not too long ago, and, and all of these teams just gave out massive deals. I mean, Christian McCaffrey just got 16 million, Alvin Kamara. I mean, all the names I mentioned that Aaron Jones wants to be paid like, those guys just got paid. Dalvin Cook just got the bag. So did Alvin Kamara. So those teams were paying their players. Also, those teams don't really have other guys to be paying. Their offenses are focused around their running backs. And, you know, the Saints knew that Drew Brees probably his last season. The Panthers know that when they signed that deal, especially they didn't have a quarterback, a long-term quarterback. What's the deal with with Minnesota? Did they have a long-term quarterback? So uh, this this is just one of those things where 
I'm not I'm not really sure what the market is going to be for Aaron Jones. I don't know um, how much that's going to play into a, a thinking like this, but I, I like the idea. I like the idea here. Just the, the creativity to say, eh, I wonder what they could do here. I wonder what they could do. Is there something that they could make work? And I, I do think there is something, there, there, there is a potential deal there to be done. But I think you almost have to know going in that there is. Like before you even tag Aaron Jones, you almost have to know, hey, there's a team out there that's willing to give up this top 100 pick and pay us the contract that we're looking for. So let's just do that deal. Let's just do that deal. Great. Done. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Rock Auto. Buying car parts is not exactly the most pleasant experience. And right now, a lot of people, myself included, just not trying to go to a store at all. So instead, do it all from the comfort of your own home. You don't even have to leave your couch. You don't even have to leave your bed if you don't want to. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. The same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now and see all the parts available for your car truck and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Locked On Fantasy Football here on the Locked On Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel, and that's what I love about it. Experience season-long wins without the season-long wait. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Locked on Packers listeners were not shocked to hear Rob Domovsky yesterday say on Get Up that a name to watch for the Green Bay Packers in free agency was Will Fuller. We talked about this earlier this week. Not a coincidence, I don't think. This obsession... <laughs> that might be a little strong. This preference that Green Bay has, this you know, like that they have for uh, Will Fuller, he could be the guy. He could be the big ticket free agent that they think changes their team. So I wrote about it, Fragme Packing Company. What does that deal look like? What could they do? I, I think this is premised on a couple different ideas that we have to start with. We have to assume that Green Bay would get in the mix for a fuller deal if the market for him on a long-term contract was not great. 
So he's looking at four years, 40, three years, 32, something like that. And he's going, why am I doing that? Now, the, the first season that he played every game, um, he didn't really because uh, he, he missed the end of the season due to a PED suspension. He's got one week left to serve. That's week one next year. This is a guy who his numbers are very similar to Robbie Anderson's when Anderson signed a two-year and 20 with the Panthers. It was better than a prove-it deal, but not really. That's what it was. It was a, you know, here is a little bit more than a prove-it deal so you can recoup some value and go hit the free agent market again. If there is not a long-term market that Will Fuller finds palatable, then why not a two-year deal with Green Bay? Because a one-year prove-it deal runs into all the same problems that, that Aaron Jones has on the franchise tag. That money is coming out of Green Bay's pocket in 2021. It's going to all count on the cap. And that makes it really difficult to you know, try and have the rest of your, your cap make any sense. So what about a two-year deal with a void year? This was the thought that I had because Emmanuel Sanders signed a two-year $16 million deal and he did it with a void year. Year three was a void year. It was $6 million guaranteed. He got to spread out. Well, the Saints got to spread out that $6 million in signing bonus across three seasons, even though it's really a two-year deal. So Will Fuller signs this deal knowing that the, the third year is not going to happen, and it is a $4 million, if we do a $12 million signing bonus, it's $4 million a year spread out over three years, and you get to void that last one so he's not on the roster, but you're paying for that money. You're, that, that, that money counts on your cap. Now, that works because what you can do from there is Let's say Will Fuller signs a two for 25. Two for 25. So it's better than the Robbie Anderson deal. It's better than the Emmanuel Sanders deal. These are elite number two receivers. These are one guys who were one Bs, but aren't really ones. Um, and Will Fuller, you know, as a one in his in, had his best season ever, you know, not having to share the spotlight with DeAndre Hopkins, but he didn't finish the season. So I don't I don't know what his market is going to be. I mean, Spotrax has it as uh, 17 million. I just don't see that. That's that's number one money. That's you know that's the Stephon Diggs. That's the Amari Cooper deal. I just I, there's no way he's getting that. There's just no way he's getting that with his injury history. There's just no way. I think two and twenty five. You could set it up. So, okay, the, you got to take $12 million signing bonus off the top. And that's going to be spread out over three years. You put $2 million base salary in 2021. Okay, now he counts $6 million on the cap in 2021. That is terrific. That is really workable. That's just cut Preston Smith and you're done. Basically, cut Dean Lowry and some, you know, some, some cap uh, flotsam and, and you can do it. You're there. And in year two, he costs a little bit more. You go $9 million base salary plus the signing bonus proration. Remember, that, that money's already paid. 
He's at 13 million and like Emmanuel Sanders, I thought, well, let's give him a roster bonus after year one. And that counts on the year two cap. So he counts 15 million on the cap in year two, but that's it. Then he's done and he can, then he can go and hit the market and he's 29. So he's young enough that he could still get another deal. And he's coming off two seasons with Aaron Rodgers coming off, you know, contending, coming off, playing in playoff games, coming in, you know, playing, playing nationally televised games. You can really increase your value doing that. So I think it's a deal that could make sense for both sides, assuming there isn't a long-term market for him that he likes. And I, I, I think he's going to be hard pressed to get the numbers that he wants. My understanding is the reason that the trade did not happen um, and the reason they were so far apart on compensation, the Texans and the Packers, is because Green Bay didn't want to do the deal on a rental at the price that the Texans wanted. That if the, if the Packers were going to give up real draft capital, a second round pick, that it was going to be for a guy who was getting an extension and that they could just never, that was just never going to happen in the moment. So this is where Green Bay is. I still think there's a lot of interest in Will Fuller. I will not be surprised if that is a thing that, that they can make happen. But, I, you know, look, I won't be surprised if a team decides they need they need to overpay Will Fuller too. You know, if if the Colts can't get, if Allen Robinson gets franchised and, and Kenny Galladay decides he wants to play with Trevor Lawrence instead of Carson Wentz, you know, maybe maybe the Colts decide, hey, let's let's overpay for Will Fuller, and you know, let's let's see if we can rehabilitate Carson Wentz. Fuller next to Michael Pittman, I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Just something to consider as we move forward here. All right, we're gonna be back next week. A lot more to get to. I expect. If not next week, I would think by the end of next week, we're going to get a cap number or we're going to get reports of a cap number. Once this this deal gets locked in, we'll have a better we'll have a better sense of all that. We're going to get um, an, an, at least one interview. I'm trying to book multiple um, because I'm, I'm going on vacation a little bit here and I want to bank as many shows as I possibly can here. So trying to get a bunch of those in the can which is great for you guys because it means a lot of fun people get to come on the show. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that. 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. 